0: You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com.
1: All right, Matt, it's that time of year again. Year's over. Yeah, the year's over. 2016. Sayonara. A flaming dumpster fire assault on pop culture
2: <laughs> it was
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is everyone
2: is really saying like this is the worst year of my yeah. life and so and i'm thinking you know a lot of amazing stuff happened a lot in 2016 of as incredibly
1: well. great stuff happened but a lot of like yeah on a oh. personal note yeah
2: cleveland cavaliers won the and nba championship dude the chicago, cubs, dude.
1: The chicago
2: cubs won the World year Se- i had a great sports year you did have a good sports year and then it was all <laughs> Or not? <laughs> come political
1: season. Yeah, but I mean, like it was a it was there was a, a lot of ups re- and downs. Is what there I'm to say, there was a lot of say. really really shitty things in 2016. Yeah. We lost a lot of really interesting, great
3: yeah, comedians. Uh, man. We did we lost a
1: lot of great comedians. We lost a lot of uh, great entertainers. A lot of really weird things happened. Uh, Harambe happened. Yeah. <laughs> Zika virus was a thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. A lot of really still a thing. Yeah, yes, yeah. sure. So yeah, so uh, what are we doing this year? We're doing what we always do Yes well, we not, uh, well, By always I mean the second yeah, time Yeah the second time Well we get to call it annual now we The can second call it
2: annual comedy journalist round table I yeah, think yeah. is uh, is what yeah, I the journalists round,
1: Yeah the comedy journalist round table The comedy round table Yes so we got
2: uh, journalists from the comedy universe To join us for a nice little sit down Just like we did last year In fact it's the exact same lineup. So we've got uh, the Comics comic Sean L. McCarthy, who's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thecomicscomic.com. Right. He runs a site. that's a part of the Laugh Network. We've got Jesse David Fox from Vulture. And uh, we've got Kotla McGlynn from, um, well, now she's from True
1: TV. She now works uh, a media for Freelance from True True TV. Van- Vanity Fair. She freelances Vanity Fair, Splitsider, yeah. formerly of Huffington Post Comedy. So some very well-versed comedy folks on this podcast.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, we have a lot of interesting things that we talk about, the world of comedy. What went right, what went wrong, what we can expect in 2017. No and, Harambe and talk. Yeah, no, yeah <laughs> we've already had enough of that. We met our quota. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And uh, one other side note, too, while you're uh, listening to it, is is you have to picture us in the setting we were in where we taped this thing. because We taped it in the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, we taped it in the Comedy Cellar uh, right there next to that famous stage uh, mm-hmm. that we see on Louie every single time we watch it. And uh, it's pretty cool, man. All right, Matt, uh, we're here to do this again. It's the annual, I guess we can call it annual now because this is the The second second time it's happened. Uh, It's very frustrating when people call any first experience an annual experience um, because it hasn't happened yet. But uh, here it is. It's happening again. It's the second annual. uh,
1: I fucking hate your intros, dude. (laughs) I fucking hate them. So
2: for the rest of the people on the podcast that we haven't introduced yet, I try to do really annoying long intros now just to see how... (laughs) long uh, Matt that will take to interfere and get really upset <laughs> um it takes less and less time now it does
1: because they're yeah. just they're windbags full of nonsense good well you just learn the vamp really well from your years of experience on the air sure have sure. you thought
4: about naming your podcast that windbags full of nonsense Win- <laughs> <wind
1: bags. laughs> it would be more accurate uh i think two windbags full
2: of nonsense. yeah two two windbags yeah, uh, four windbags we're going to count all the lungs yeah, uh, that are either. normally on it but <laughs> that's a stretch. I'm sorry, guys. All right, here <laughs> we are at the comedy. <laughs> we're at the comedy roundtable again. We did this last year, and I'm psyched we're doing it again. And uh, it's the exact same lineup as last year, so it I'm is. not going to do intros. You need so, to do intros. <laughs> all right, I'll do intros. <laughs> be for,
0: be um, a goddamn professional. <laughs> the table, the rectangle now. It, though.
2: It, it. That's true. It is a rectangle versus. I don't know what the shape of that table is. It's like is. half oh, an, oh omega, an
1: omega, an <laughs> omega. Uh,
2: I don't. Is it? <laughs> it's kind of an omega, <sighs> isn't? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind
1: of an an. It's
2: gonna be forty-five minutes of fighting over what shape the table was <laughs> last year. So, uh, alongside Matt Kleinschmidt, I'm Mark Seaman. Uh, we'll go from my left to right. Sean McCarthy, how you doing, Sean? Good I'm, to see you. Sean L. McCarthy. I, oh, I'm sorry, Sean L. McCarthy. Not to be confused with what other Sean McCarthys are out there that you've had to battle from day to day well, on a professional a sh- level.
4: There's a well. There's tons of Sean McCarthys in the sure. Google world, which but, is
2: why but, I have the middle initial as a byline. Comedy?
4: Covering comedy, no. Yeah. There was one who did freelance uh, music reviews in New Bedford.
2: Yeah, but you put him to bed, speaking of Bedford. Yeah, he's done. He's done and gone.
4: (laughs) Well, he's probably still in New Bedford. (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, Sean is the Comics Comic, and he also runs the site of the same name and reports under that moniker as well. I thank you. Yes. It's good to see you again. Good to be here. Kotla, welcome back. Hi. Did I pronounce it right this year?
3: You did, Kotla.
2: Kotla, there it is. And uh, you've since... changed res- regimes since the last time yeah. we hung out some things you've worked for have come and gone some have entered your life and then some have stayed the same as well right so so list <laughs> off your, a year. <laughs> your yeah, list off your current what are we doing today
3: right uh so i'm still a writer freelancing uh here and there uh i'm also a social editor at true tv nice. so i work on there new funny shows
2: yeah every time we go to a true tv event because the parent company of the laugh button uh, involved with a lot of true tv and we love seeing you that. i'm seeing you more and more now which is good i like this this is I'm better over, yeah this is better and then to your uh, left and my right jesse d fox david fox you don't want to do the d like
1: sean no. does the l i uh
0: i <laughs> went with <David>.
1: <laughs> 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 i, I considered that, that i was
0: like well sean does the l should i do And i was like <laughs> yeah. i don't want to feel like i'm imitating him now, so I be went full David, Jesse David Fox.
2: <laughs> yeah, so Jesse David Fox, welcome full back. Theme. You, Thank of course, you. are all things vulture, right, when yes. it comes to comedy. And uh, – do you, do you have any uh, events coming up for you? You're always hosting things. You're in front of uh, large audiences. and, uh, and
0: uh, asking Well, Vulture questions. Festival again will be in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will plug the podcast that I just learned I'm going to have in February. Oh, We're doing Is cool. this oh. breaking, news? It's breaking, breaking news? You're breaking news. You're breaking
2: it on the laptop. You're not even breaking it on Vulture?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not even breaking a Vulture. Well, yeah, it, there'll be a podcast for me. It's a limited series, but. Very cool. I won't say the name, so it feels like I'm pretty. Is it called. Okay.
1: It's not too Jesse windbag It's Too Fox Talks About Things.
0: Yep, that's what it's, it's called. Called oh, the thing. full David. <laughs> the but, uh, so that Give him
1: the D.
4: <laughs> the full
0: David. Well, Jesse Jesse
4: guest hosted the regular Vulture podcast recently, right? Is that how, I was is on? That this, yeah. Yes. Is this I how guess. this came about? You were you were a guest host and now you're then a host?
0: There, uh, yeah, basically. And I yeah. had a pitch of a podcast uh. and uh, people were interested to do it for a short time. I was on the Vulture TV podcast interviewed chris kelly the co-head writer of snl
2: mm-hmm. uh, and you
0: know i'm just around sure.
2: and then here it is now i'm here all right well welcome back really everybody go. thanks for doing this again we appreciate it we love having you guys part of our family and hopefully vice versa for what you guys do in your worlds um all right where to begin i think it's pretty simple i think this entire year was consumed by politics and then comedians dealing with said politics i feel like every single late night show maybe minus fallon uh, really, just turned into punditry for politics, right? I mean, it, it from top to bottom, every sketch, every joke uh, was a Trump joke. Yes. So what was the best one? <laughs> the
0: best oh, single what Trump was joke. What was the best,
3: best Trump
2: joke of <laughs> Him 2016? winning the election? That yeah. is the answer <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> looking
3: for.
0: Yeah, the I joke had a of the American people joke yeah. was on us the whole time. We were the joke. Um, <laughs> we really I'll say st- this. Fallon does a 10-minute monologue, and there's plenty of Trump. He st- does. And yeah. they're strong jokes. I mean, they're they They're not like – they're h- harder-hitting jokes than Leno traditional jokes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, he famously is the least – I mean, I think is probably even less political than he is, but, yeah, but you, know, you know, I I, I want to make sure Fallon's monologue writers don't feel like they're right. but his writing.
3: monologues don't go viral. Him no, no, no touching
1: Trump's go hair goes viral. Yeah, and that actually right. was one of the biggest right. moments of late night for politics too. Yeah. Was the quote unquote normalization of Donald Trump by letting him tussle his hair on late yes. night? and
0: then it's... as a result, we all was like, maybe Trump's a good guy.
1: No, that was something that <laughs>
0: yeah, I I don't,
1: uh, I don't I don't know if the, if that makes you decide on who to vote for. No. Like I don't know if.
0: I, uh,
4: you guys in your coastal elites, Yes,
2: Sitting
1: up in it's your easy for you to
4: say you didn't you change your minds, but that, what about true. the people out there?
2: Yeah, that's you I mean, These you snowflakes. do do your po- podcast from Indiana, and uh, so what's it like? I mean, is it? I
4: do it from Fernwood, Ohio. <laughs>
2: uh, hey, that's, I got an uncle from Fernwood, Ohio, of just kidding, is that a real town?
4: Mark is Ohio. <laughs> that's a deep cut it <laughs> um, is a deep cut. Fernwood Tonight.
2: On so many levels. Produced
4: and head head writer Alan Thick. Come on. Yep. Up. Hey. Um, I, I didn't want to go there
2: because that's sad. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, you know. Fat,
4: but to be fair to Fallon, uh, he also does have a Trump impersonation. So the it's true. not like he was straying away right, from right. it at all.
2: But I feel like to what Kotla said, it, it was more about like what. Can we do that's going to go viral versus mm-hmm. what everyone else was doing, which was trying to either have a serious discussion about it or find out? You know, I think it went beyond finding the humor. I mean, it got very like everyone drew their line in the sand. Like Colbert made it clear, like you know, and Seth Meyers yeah. made it clear, like no
1: one was hiding behind jokes. Seth Meyers kind of found a footing in his mm-hmm. skewing of uh, Trump.
0: <laughs> oh, as famously Uh-oh. <laughs> written by me. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I spent a. Uh, Th- th- for those who don't know like a week uh, like three days ago, I put out a very long article about Seth Meyers mm-hmm. And what is particularly interesting about Seth was that he didn't have a footing before no, the election So then it's like it was such a clear contrast where like John Oliver was good But John Oliver was good before the election, right, but like Seth struggled for almost two years and then You know he's always a political guy, but something where What the type of political content he was doing fit for this election, which was um not the Daily Show model, which is more about, like, media criticism, which is why I think Trevor Noah still struggles, is that he has to, like, carry this Daily Show idea of what yeah. commentary is, where, you know, Seth Meyers is like, here's the thing that is the truth, and we're going to uh, write really good jokes around it uh, and not do anyth- anything more. And I think that was really good because this was the election where everyone was yelling at each other nonstop about everything. Right. It
2: so, is. so what made it what made it different this Election cycle versus past election cycles. Obviously, things are even more polarized than they've ever been. We have more outlets to allow I mean, that to happen, but comedy was more involved than ever uh, in trying to sway the election. Let's be honest with it and and say, you know, who to vote I have for. Two things
1: on that. F- yeah. First of all, I don't think it it's any more any less. 2000 was a pretty contested election year between Gore and Bush. And that was also when John Stewart kind of had a Seth Meyers type moment where he became John Stewart with Indecision 2000. Um, you know, I just, I, 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 I don't know if that's necessarily the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of the, the theme of this election was this is the first time in history this is happening. It's like, no, it's not. Like, there's been really shitty elections in the past. Uh, this might be the first time that people are kind of... Aware of it, I also do think it. It's you don't a mentality. think it felt different,
2: though. No, I think. You don't there's think a mentality this one felt different.
1: I think there's a mentality if mm-hmm. you're under a certain age, you think you've created everything. But we have 250 mm-hmm. years of people talking shit, like literally, like John Adams writing that his opponent is a hermaphrodite in the newspaper and putting that out into the world. So I don't know if this was any. I just think this was covered better because of the nature of social media. But I don't think it's any more or less of a con- tumultuous election. I mean,
3: I'm, the thing we can agree on is that everything was like already heightened so yes. much. Right. Like there was so little space to go in terms of heightening the things that Trump yes. was saying or the things that mm-hmm. you know people were saying about Hillary. You almost couldn't mock that, Trump because yeah. of the
1: bulls, the craziness that was already coming out of his mouth. Me personally, I think that. I think it was tough to mock
3: it was tough I, for yeah. SNL to mock Trump because also,
1: also like he was, already here. was
0: doing stuff I mean like yeah. I they put him on the show because of yeah. that. Yeah. I, mean, like, yeah. like, I, I mean I I didn't I liked Alec Baldwin's Trump more than other Trump, though, um there's other people that, like yeah. Anthony Taminex, for example. Yeah, but, yeah. I think he's
1: um, one of the best. But what
0: I liked about Alex was Alex also was big. Like, he's yeah. like, you, feel, you felt this sort of, like, gross famousness that they both kind of have. Yeah. That, Gosh, that, and that, the thing that was different, I felt, and it's hard to tell, but, like, though there was Twitter in 2012, but not as much. It was just, like, it was constant. Everyone was doing something and reacting it. Yeah. and you know trump would do something and there would be 20,000 jokes good and bad but essentially premises would be exhausted and we would and it just you know the election ended like well, was it a month ago barely and it, it feels was, like already it's, you know
1: it's already it's you just generated
0: yes. so much content in a very cynical way that it felt like an onslaught in ways that didn't it, feel. Impact.
1: I think it was because it was the longest election cycle. Even yeah. the Tuesday it landed on, I think it was exactly st- the same amount of time. No, it's no, that's like, <laughs> actually <laughs> not true. Because from I'm a cal- from a calendar point of view, it was yeah. literally the latest it could have been in November. So, like even yeah. that was just like Jesus Christ. You know
4: what? What felt different for me for 2016 is that this was the first time I would hear hear and read countless times. People saying, oh, I bet you really want Trump to win because he's going to be great for comedy. <laughs> but if you actually talk to comedians, they did not. Yeah. Know.
2: Nobody was on board with because that. Because of what yet. we were well, talking about. Nobody,
4: like Trump, it's hard to mock him when he's already. It's already so there's big. There's nothing to satire yeah. when he is a. A living, breathing satire. No, yeah.
1: It makes a sense. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's,
4: it's
2: funny. I know this is a really bad analogy, but I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> just because I can then say these two people in the same sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like when Weird Al Yankovic did a parody of President of the United States of America, because they're already a goofy, silly band. <laughs> right. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> I it's know. That's a goofy, why I think it's so funny. already a goofy, silly band, and then Weird Al's doing a goofy, silly thing over top right. of a goofy... And you're like, what do you... It didn't did he work. Did a Devo itself. cover, too? Be uh, stupid. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Well, it, it was, well, a, it was, it was a done a in the style st- of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And it's like, how far can you take that? And like you said, everything's been heightened now. So. So I guess to put this this part of the conversation to bed, one, who, who has your favorite Trump impression? Who? Because it's going to keep happening for a while. And and where do we go from here when it comes to these late night shows and covering Trump and and doing monologues and. You know, Because eventually he's going to be sworn in and we'll get another wave of bits mm. from that. But then once things are kind of in motion, you know, is it we just sit around and wait for him to do something and I then mean, we just mock it or what?
3: Seth is definitely my favorite to watch post-election. I don't know why, but it just his the way that he's coming at it is mm. what like, I'm like, yes, I can watch this without Mm. feeling like I need to go outside and take like deep breaths. (laughs) Um, And then Sam B. And I feel like she, you know, her show, I actually wasn't paying as much attention before the election as I am now. And, you know, with Hillary losing, I feel like it was almost like handing them, you know, like your move, like for the next however long Trump is president. I don't even want to say four years, but, you know, like. Just sort of like letting that show kind of find its ground the way that these like where the way The Daily Show did and the way Seth yeah. has.
2: Yeah, right. I'm glad you brought up Sam B because man, she had a hell of a year. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, and I, I love
0: Sam you. B, and and it was it was there was original when I first wrote the Seth piece. There was also a part about Sam B, and my editor was like, "Why would you one thing at a time?" But mm-hmm. it, they almost <laughs> kind of serve as like you know, Seth is a daily thing, and mm-hmm. then like so then you have Sam B as like sort of a weekly, you know, it's it's a harder edge show. I think, you know, part of what Seth found, and it really was since the election, and, you know, it, he does not, like, uh, relish the fact that, like, now he has a higher status than he was beforehand, but, you know, he he's very diligent about, like, this is what the truth is, which is, like, a thing that you didn't think mattered, but because now we're just, like... So onslaught with so much fake information. Was truth. And he just really is like, this is the true thing that happened today, and we're going to sort it out th- for you. And he works on a daily day basis, and there is a sort of like daily check-in that he's had that since the election, seeing it, you know, Vulture has posted all these clips forever, but to see how much more urgency people have to it, because it's hard to read so much news because Trump just generates so much. Yeah. And he's, you know, him and his staff is very good at sorting it out because, you know, they're just, that is... Seth is always a good editor of information and the guy mm-hmm. that they have this guy send uh, Sal Gentile or Gentile I actually don't know how to pronounce I should have asked um,
2: I'll put a robot voice correction it, name in there Sal,
0: uh, he, he's background is in news and he's like a machine of like being able to condense content so I, I do think you know Seth didn't think that he's a fight he's not like he doesn't have the ego that I'm going to take down Donald Trump but he is a source of you know as we as people who want to fight it he's a good source of being a rally cry of focusing people on like what is actually happening but you know the idea of it being good for comedy is a thing that one he was like it's bad nothing is good or bad you know but personally i think it's bad for comedy in so much as like i'm not a big fan of political comedy it's like an idea (laughs) um and I don't like the idea of people who've never done political comedy now being like, I guess I have to tell Trump jokes only. Yeah, yeah. they
1: kind of have to. They're forced into it, and, at least more than they would feel comfortable well, doing Well, I don't know yeah. if they have to. If they don't feel comfortable doing it, it's just not the type of show they're going to have. We'll, we'll see
0: yeah. what happens if we ever settle in. Like, this idea of normalization will be an interesting yeah, thing. If it actually yeah. ever feels normal, which it hasn't, if comedians were like, okay, now I can just do, like do silly bits. But every comedian I've seen since feels like they have to address something at, at top comedians who I do not think of as political. Comedian.
1: Yeah. I mean, two, two big things pop into my mind is, one, do you think Seth has become the Jon Stewart because Jon Stewart's lacking? Because I don't know if Trevor's necessarily picking up with Jon Stewart left. And two is, does satirization even sway opinion? Because uh, going back in this year, the, the Malcolm Gladwell podcast yeah. where he talks about Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. he addresses basically the fact that Stephen Colbert was so good at what he did uh, conservatives viewed him in a completely different way than liberals viewed him and they were both just super effective. So I don't even know if that even sways anything.
0: Uh, I mean, Seth would, say to me, I imagine the other would also say, but Seth doesn't think he does. And, yeah. But also Seth doesn't have the ego to be like, I'm going to change people's minds. Yeah. I do think um, and in a post John Stewart even like Bush won in 2004 yeah. easier than he won in 2000 yeah yeah right? well so that I, was also there's there's lots of there's a lot of factors but like I think one of them being it's work, hard to say yeah. it can but I do think there's a value to it one catharsis is nice and two yeah. you know providing people with information is a valuable asset oh I'm 100% so 100%. but if, if you're if you're I think John had the advantage of one projecting that he was doing a lot more than maybe he was doing. He um, would
1: always say, I'm a comedian first. Yes. And I'm but not, he kind don't of, follow but he me for the
0: news. Would but talk more. But yeah. He definitely
1: I, got that vibe. He liked that. Yeah. You know,
0: he, that was the thing where he'd say, "Like, Look, we're just doing stupid fart jokes. But yeah. yeah, like, yeah. You were, no. But he loved that he <laughs> yeah. could, like, that was like introduce
2: the fake cover it. you say yeah, yeah. when you're
1: like, Hey, I mean they're really nice, but yeah. but he also yeah. loved the fact that he could like introduce like a first responders bill and get that passed yes. through and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And he also, surprisingly enough, right after the Trump election, John Stewart, I want to say, was on CBS Morning Show a yeah. couple of days afterward, and like that made the rounds that yeah. that piece of news because people wanted to hear what John Stewart had to say about yeah. the whole thing. Lasting power. Right. My, my favorite ahead, voice
4: John. during the campaign on this was Anthony Atamanich. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, was great. Precisely because he was doing something different from every other Trump impersonation. What Anthony was doing, he was using his improv powers, Mm -hmm. his heightening skills, to actually look in advance and do the things that he thought only a ridiculous person would Mm do. And he was doing them, and then Trump would do them a week or or a month later, and Anthony would be like, I was doing this. Yeah, Yeah,
2: isn't that weird, that's
4: really weird. (laughs) So, you know, he was really giving a voice to what our future is. As far as now and going into 2017 is concerned, well, you know, after our electoral college crisis, when we don't know who the president is going to be. Yeah,
2: it's uh, 29 are ready to flip. My, How many do we need? Yeah,
4: my, my, my only hope is that, you know, the, the, the comedians who are doing monologues on TV and the comedians in comedy clubs avoid the obviousness yes. of it all. Because just like the other day when everybody was focused on the fact that Kanye West yeah. met with Trump, and they're all joking about that, but there's deeper things to talk about in a humorous or a serious Course, way. Right. And I just hope that the, the comedians kind of can rally behind the fact that they don't need to do the obvious thing. It's just too
2: hack. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And then yeah. watching Anthony do Trump was just mind-blowing. I mean, I got lost that it was even not Trump doing it for a while. And it, everyone here saw Bernie versus Trump? We all saw yeah. it. Trump it was, yeah, or, yeah, Trump versus Yeah, Trump versus is so good. Uh, I saw it two times.
1: People, the last people, time there being some up at people that GFL clean. and – Baldwin took his pronunciation of China from Anthony as well. <laughs> I don't well, They both threw it from But it was Trump, such a so re- close yeah. read of Trump <laughs>
3: anyway. Yeah, it yeah, yeah it so, exactly. Yeah, it's
1: like that parallel thinking, I think. Oh, no. Now enough. we're talking about people stealing other <laughs> people's yeah. trumps. Uh, I know. <laughs> so I know. It's I know. Real not going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be a long, yeah, not gonna gonna be a long four years. Yeah, I'm not gonna
2: and disagree. I didn't steal that from anybody. All right. Well, I'm very curious to see where it all goes with Trump and comedy because it was so dominant and frustratingly dominant because so many other things got overshadowed. And and that's always annoying when you're trying to punch through all that stuff. And okay, Mark. Well, then, then what things. got
1: overshadowed? <laughs> uh, well, we can
2: talk about all the great comedy movies that came out in 2016. I feel like there weren't that many. I think that's what I'm trying to be sarcastic <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it was a really weird. And I think Jesse, you sent this to me in an email, and I'm with you because I, I I double dip with Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm aware of like <laughs> a, too many movies. Yeah. And it was just not a great year. You know, I mean, there were some things that kind of hit, but just what was up with comedy and film this year? It's
3: it,
0: very I, bizarre. It, it's something that I realized because uh, Will Ferrell didn't put out a movie, which I think is like a, a funny... He just he was in Zoolander, but he didn't like... Put right. Out Will Ferrell. Yeah,
2: Daddy's Home was like the last yeah. thing that happened in and 2015. I think it actually right.
0: kind of orients our entire movie, comedy movie schedule, because he's like essentially our blockbuster comedy star. And I think without that, and with Adam Sandler for doing And the whole
1: Netflix shit. And yeah.
0: so you're just like... What comedies came like Ghostbusters came out and that was like a whole thing, mm-hmm. and then that and like and that was kind of everything else just felt like oh was, everything else was a surprise hit or like a disappointing failure. Like, yeah. look, I think Popstar is one of the funniest movies ever. I thought it was I great. That's it. what I was gonna say. Great it's movie. the
3: one that comes to mind. Yeah. That I movie. Thought was, like, and it movie. But it did
0: nothing. It did nothing. It did, did, nothing. In the d- all d- did you like it, Joe?
4: No, but, but,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was mixing like, up Popstar. I'm just. If you like Hot Rod, you love
1: Popstar. I'm
4: just amazed that nobody's talking about
1: Kevin Hart. It's almost as if Well, I was so with you when he said Blockbuster. I'm like, I, I think the new Blockbuster <laughs> yeah, is Kevin Hart. Did, what did he What did he do? He did Central, Central intelligence, intelligence and his comedy movies. Yeah, there was was in, yeah. And there was another one. along There was another ride-along, too. Well I didn't do that problem. well. And
2: what? I mean, and was The Wedding Ringer this year or no, am I already... That two years ago. It was two years ago. Oh, Jesus. Kevin
1: Hart, you're putting out too many movies, man. I mean, honestly... Think Like a Man 2. But I think Edge of 17 was one of the funniest quirky comedies of the year. Yeah, that was an awesome... Did you guys all see it? Go see it. It's a great... Haley it's, it's great. I, mean, I think Amazing. it's one of the best. Uh, I mean, just Woody Harrelson in yeah, woody Harrelson's ad- so funny. Like, uh, how he addresses her in the movie—it's never like—it's never like, "Oh, I'll, I'll shepherd you in, young child." It was more like, "What the fuck are you doing talking to me?" Well, like,
2: let's play a quick a game called "You Throw Out a Movie" and let's see if anybody saw it. Ready? I don't think we <laughs> need to right. do
1: that, but like, I think <laughs> it was another. <laughs> great Why not? This will be fun. Okay, okay. we're All being right.
2: fair Why because not? because we walked uh, as we were walking here to the podcast taping. Uh, we passed a poster for Bad Santa 2, right? Mm-hmm. And and it made me think a sequel no one asked for. Yeah, yeah, so so it made me think. Okay, how what do you think made more money, Bad Santa two or Keeping Up with the Joneses? Because that came and went as well. The Zach Galifianakis. And you're thinking he was huge. I mean, huge. Yeah. He's huge. His last few movies have right. been kind of stinkers. And everyone's saying thing. he's the new Will Ferrell. You know what I mean? He's going to well, be he, that guy. that's going to yeah, dominate yeah. everything. That movie it's
0: had a shelf that was sitting on the shelf for a while. Yeah, sure. Oh, also, Hamm- and also, the, no one did press for it. It was right. like a, it was very weird. And also, that was made before Zach was like, "Yeah, I don't like doing." this. Stuff.
4: <laughs> Has they anyone seen come- Office Christmas Party?
2: I did. I saw it. I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I saw
0: that. Bad Moms.
1: Uh, bad Moms. I oh, yeah, heard good things about, but I was
0: okay with it. It seemed like. The feeling was, like, uh, moms loved it, and
2: that was, like,
0: and good for them. So, it's, like... Mom moves liked too. It, they Before knew their audience. Yeah, it
2: serviced the audience. I, no, I actually I'm, I'm, saw that one at a drive-in, believe it or not, uh in Ohio when I was back.
3: What about um Masterminds? I didn't see oh, that, yeah. but that had Christa a lot Ways of people in it. And that seemed like it would. That was on the shelf for a bit
0: too, it, right? That but was in put in turn. I, I, it was had. That most,
2: relativity Media?
1: And the, and yeah, the, and that was they, part of the Relativity Media.
2: And they, they fired for bankruptcy, and they weren't sure if
1: they were going to come back, and they didn't know what to do with the movie, and that, yeah, that got caught up in. But I just feel like there was no like, oh my gosh, this was like the summer hit. Sure yeah
3: let's talk about ghostbusters i feel like that's <laughs> yeah. the only movie that got that much coverage that you yeah. would expect it to be but, but obviously there was all this negative bullshit negative. around yeah. it yeah i mean i personally loved it and uh i was thinking about the backlash and how like could you know first of all nostalgic reboots like that like most of the time are going to be disappointing yeah um then i started thinking to myself I thought it was a pretty quality movie without knowing that it was you know, a reboot. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you know it's a reboot, sure. but if you put that out of your mind yeah, you on its it own, right. it's very good. The other thing is, could the internet have possibly agreed on four dudes that aren't the original Ghostbusters? I don't see an alternate universe where we didn't argue. about Yeah,
2: that. I'm glad you brought that up because there was zero discussion of that. If we were going to reboot that, <laughs> right? Who you reboot like, who? Okay, like, yeah, show me four, four
3: dudes that everyone would agree on. I could not name it, who they would be. So
2: Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> Will, Will <laughs> Will Kevin, Ferrell, Hart. Kevin Hart, Seth, <laughs> Hart.
4: Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen.
3: Seth Rogen. <laughs> All right, we're done. I guess. Jordan I don't
2: Jordan know. Hill, I'll baby. just leave. Why'd you bring <laughs> that up, Carla? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you're absolutely right. It was it was very frustrating, and annoying because I love Paul Feig. I love what he's done in comedy. Particularly period. Like
1: McCarthy they've done yeah. the incredible thing. Just, movies,
2: just in comedy. Then there's the whole what he's done for women in comedy thing, too, and knocking down some walls, giving them a chance to shine, and and proving that it clearly works <laughs> and, yeah. and making this whole discussion just that much more frustrating. That that it's even a thing when Ghostbusters was gonna come out. And I left Ghostbusters very satisfied. I watched that movie and I go, damn it, that was awesome. I mean, what did you expect? What did you want? I left laughing. My wife loved it. I saw it with her, she laughed. And I, I was satisfied. Like, I was not disappointed. And with Kate McKinnon
1: kind of broke out of that, too. She got, like, a lot of the popularities for that. Her I actually thought the it. worst part about the whole thing was all the cameos. Yeah. All the original four Ghostbusters coming right. back and get I mean, out. Great,
3: get your own movie. Yeah, crappy well, I think. The, but I think
1: the, the weird thing about it was just how much hate there was for that movie. Like Michael Chase said it like best in a tweet or an Instagram or whatever it was. Is like they realized they're not taping over the original film, right? <laughs> and you can still yeah. see the original Ghostbusters if it you It combined
0: wanted. a lot of yeah. things that people like to be mad about, and it became a perfect storm, and it couldn't get away. from from it and so even though it made a lot of money it didn't make as much as money as expecting which was one problem but also just like it couldn't it couldn't just be like a movie you watched to have fun because it felt like more of a statement than they wanted to, more than Paul Feig wanted to. Paul Feig was mm, like, yeah. oh, I was just make a movie. I thought it would be funny. These are four of the funniest people on earth. It's yeah, be yeah, fine. Yeah.
1: They wanted to franchise it, and it was a $30 million comedy that they were trying to make into a $180 million and, franchise. And
0: somewhere it all got lost in a this is too much of a thing. Yeah. And it, it's, it hurt. It hurted, and, and in terms of just like allowing you to be like, oh, that was a nice movie I saw, it. and it yeah. felt like it felt like a thing that we have to talk about in this like, oh, what about the Ghostbusters of it all? Yeah. Are we talking yeah. about Ghostbusters still or Hillary
4: Clinton? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. this is why Trump won. Like, yeah, yeah. It feels like this year was like, the okay, so same. That, well, that's
1: another that's another great yeah. point though. Is, is was this underlying current? of you know the last stand of the white male was that like was that part of the downfall of Ghostbusters because of that cutlass because cutlass. of the yeah. year yeah, <laughs> <we're> yeah <laughs> I was going to say Katla I can't
2: <laughs>
3: I feel like I'm even white just,
1: and male you know
3: it's, it's me and four white guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a good representation of comedy uh, right now um, in a basement <laughs> <God. screaming laughs>
1: in a <angrily> you know <laughs> what,
2: fuck it perfect. guys I'm going to hit stop we're done <laughs> no that's frustrating uh, to me Katla yeah. it's it's annoying and it shouldn't be yeah that it has way. that
3: parallel of like wow this is such a quality great movie and like like the, the qualified candidate gets overlooked because there was too much of a you know discussion about the uh, what it could have been. It's yeah. crazy. Right. Um, so then
0: Bad Moms is the Jill Stein of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bad Moms, again, made tons of money. So good. It did. Yeah, but it I do lot lot think money. we did. We, I want to talk about Central, so t- central, t- t- central t- Intelligence. In yes, because <laughs> okay. you brought up Central Intelligence, and I feel like we need to talk about kevin hart because he played a football stadium and that's an insane thing to do not the
2: first right. one to do it by the yeah. way and if you like, notice larry the cable
3: guy larry
2: the cable like, guy Nebraska played somewhere. yeah he played yeah. lincoln yeah. memorial that stadium says
3: a lot, that those are the two so, yeah, like, right it
2: plays. does but but so much to the point where kevin hart actually had to change his press release saying professional football stadium as wow. opposed to football stadium mm. because larry's was a college yeah, you know, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. Right? So, uh, and he did that uh, how many years ago now? Co- Two thousand nine. It, it was a Comedy Central and...
1: special. Yeah, yeah. It was turned
2: to a Comedy Central show. And, and, and you gotta know, look
0: those... at the ca- the seating cap
1: of that college. football. Oh, state. it's I'm massive. I'm the sure college football stadium. It's they fit like a yeah, yeah. uh,
2: like hundred thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He sold it
1: out. And Kevin so, did what the Lincoln the Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. Yeah.
2: Now the difference is, you know, Larry did that once. And just one time, one night, whereas Kevin did this across the nation. So it's pretty fascinating. And he was the
3: first uh, comic to make more than Seinfeld, right? The yes, era?
1: I believe that is the case. Wow. The he topped also. the Forbes list. That's insane. Of the Forbes list because Seinfeld. Yeah,
3: but I mean, that's another
1: great thing to kind of parlay into and not the, not to the, put a pin in your central intelligence conversation. No, I just
3: want to talk <laughs> about, <laughs> about Kevin Hart. Because okay. they that's feel
0: his like favorite movie, apparently. No, I liked it okay. I liked the blooper. It, it's more like the movie made you a lot like of You liked the
2: money. blooper reel more the than blooper. the movie, <laughs> did you? Yeah.
0: I mean, The Rock, it was a weird movie because The Rock was essentially the comedic foil and then yeah. like Kevin Hart was the straight guy. Well, it's
2: first of all, he's hilarious. Dwayne Johnson is just amazing. Amazing man, like Moana. We've, we've all just seen like, the
1: Baywatch trailer. We get it.
0: Yeah, oh, he's the best. He's the, one of the, the way, great entertainers. They're totally trying
1: to turn into like this year's Twenty One Jump oh, yeah. Street. Are they they're just 10, drawing
2: yeah, straws yeah. and who's the least attractive person in that oh, trailer? Oh yeah. like <laughs> they're all hideous. Everyone in that man. trailer is hideous. Anyway, uh, back to to see them do a push-up contest. <laughs> it's all pretty people. So back to Kevin Hart. And <laughs> wait, 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 your point with Kevin Hart, or, or um, uh, how, I mean, how, you saw Central Intelligence. I'm assuming no, you did not see it, Sean.
4: But I saw the MTV. Movie awards that they oh. listen. No,
2: I like, was actually there for that. It, it's uh, like yeah. anything—the
0: publicity train around Kevin. Every I think we all know he's super famous and he's talented, and every yet every movie is in. You're like, well, this is, like why doesn't he ever have a movie where? Yeah, we all think he's funny. I I believe everyone thinks he's funny. Yeah, and he's not a hack. It's just like for some reason you just can't be in a movie that is but really transcendently good. There are good.
1: plenty of examples of funny comedian terrible movie stars. So. You know, Chris Rock has – you can make the argument that I guess so. He has not right. been in like hilarious movies or even uh Kevin James, you know, had some funny stand up but he hasn't been in great it's
2: movies. Is that relative either, to right? you ask though cuz they obviously make a shitload yeah, of money. money. Yeah. You know, and and people are it's not like they're stopping they're still going to see them. Yeah. And it's the same movie every time. I mean, let's be honest. You know, it's Kevin Hart buddied up with somebody, and he acts like he's scared of everything, and then he makes a joke about being tough. You know, it's and like. There's a short joke and, or two. And, and, and I get that, and he's funny at it, but that's essentially what you're writing around when, yeah. when you make another Kevin Hart movie. And, and look, if I was Kevin Hart, I'd do a 40
1: million of them too. Yeah, you I mean, know. Yeah, you got to cash in while you're at it. And I mean, I mean, has Kevin Hart done The Garden? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: He, he filmed d- his his previous special.
2: Yeah, he did.
1: Was that the garden? His concert yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, he did. The Let me explain or whatever. whats that yeah. Was yeah. Or yeah, it was last time. I L- mean, you could sell,
0: sell out the garden tomorrow if
1: well, you. Well, know. that's what. I'm, well, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering because like this year, like Amy Schumer did two nights at the garden. Louis is going to do his fifth, uh, probably th- what's this week, next week. He's class. doing o- He's doing like right around this Mike time. Mike Lawrence opening up too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Lawrence is opening up. For- no, <laughs> he, he is. <laughs> it's important
2: to mention tonight.
0: No, it is. Yeah,
1: dude, Mike Lawrence all of a sudden's doing the garden, man. Well,
0: Michelle, I saw it
1: was Michelle. Not the openers. Michelle Wolf. Uh, Joe List yeah, and uh, Joe Mackey.
0: No, when I, I say Rachel like, Feinstein. did Marina open for him? Marina,
1: Marina Maria did. Yeah. But, uh, the, yeah, but the point I'm Re- trying Re- to make <laughs> is, like this year, like everyone did <laughs> the garden. Like, like Louis C.K. is doing five. That's five times the garden in 2006. But Jim Gaffigan <laughs> last year, or crazy.
0: this year, he did. In last, last year, I mean.
1: Last year. But the reality of the situation go. is, the last five or six years. Way exponentially more. more comedians have performed the garden than they have in the last 30 years sure. it's crazy and then Louis's now doing five nights which has got to be a record I, I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Do you guys
3: ever go to these? Like, I've the, the comedy was, shows. I've been at the Garden for like a Z. That think, was like was probably the last one. one. Did did you go, which
2: at? which e show did you go? I to? went
3: to I think the Late Show, which okay. was not very full. That's
2: not the not sold out one. Not yeah, sold out, yeah. and
3: that was weird. Going to a not sold oh, out weird. show at, at the, the Garden, garden. Yeah. was weird. And also just I don't know. I haven't been to these other ones, but like. I don't know. I wonder, like, how enjoyable those are to do versus just, like, saying you did it. Right. You know, having this huge... Especially if it's not full. I felt like that was... I, I, I don't think know. think, from what
0: I've heard, talking to, to someone who knows all these people... Put the microphone uh, Is uh Well, Kevin Hart needs it. Like, Kevin Hart, you know, there's a joke in Reggie Watts' special, which is, like, yeah. Kevin Hart can't play a venue this small. It'd be too too packed. That special's great. <laughs> um, but Louis likes it. And yeah, Louis, I saw Louis, yeah. and he was, he was great. And I, I think... It's a different thing than he's done. Yeah. I think it's an interesting challenge.
1: you got to wait for like the response, and there's yeah. timing. And he it, and dresses up. And it it feels stuff. more like
0: an event at this point. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't heard Bill Burr talk about it. Um, I, I think everyone likes the challenge, and then they see accordingly. I, the, 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 what will be interesting, we'll see if, like, is this going to be a, a, a new normal where everyone's going to get to that point? It seems like oh, yes. oh, Amy Schumer, for example, her ticket sales started getting hurt. Especially as the election year went on. Yeah. But I also think it's just like a lot. And there might is, just right. not be You know, I you know, like um, you know, like Hannibal Burrs now plays theaters, you know, and he was playing not theaters yeah. three tours ago. You know, he's on these Netflix specials. Just in four years is Hannibal Burrs, who has no real TV or huge TV or movie critics, does he get to play it? If Bill Burr does, you know, like just John Mulaney. It'll be interesting to see, like, really how accessible this is as a venue. Where felt like 10 years ago, it felt like no one could play theaters, and now everyone yeah. gets to Wait, play theaters. Wait, has theater. Seinfeld well,
2: ever done The Garden? He doesn't
0: want to do it. He doesn't no, want. No, he has to residency at the Beacon. Well, yeah, I know, well, I
2: know the residency, but, but I'm, I'm just wondering if he's I
0: interviewed never. Was, him was a few it? years ago? He had, he's like, why would I? Has have he have do ever it? done yeah. The Garden? No. No, no, no that's, no that's what I was asking. He
1: could, but he doesn't want to. Oh yeah, he definitely could. I mean, like, I think The Garden is just like that mark, that benchmark. It's like doing The Tonight Show with Carson, doing whatever it is. It just, Carson obviously can't do it anymore, but like, it's that benchmark on your resume to say i did the garden but Check as a it spectator
4: off. it's not no. well i think it's not that much fun for
1: us like, as spectators but i think for like my mom dude like you don't want to sit in no, the last I, row at the I, back of the garden i
4: just look there were there were, were tickets available favorite... this week for louis mm-hmm. che- the cheapest was seventy dollars and okay. you're sitting in the back of the arena
2: yeah and and he's a spec I, and you then you, you gotta just gotta end reme- up watching the screen the whole but time i mean did you have good seats when you enter yeah sure
0: we also, have completely different I mean, access to these. But it sounds like and... people go to mega churches. I mean, like yeah. if we want to be like heady about it, like <laughs> no, there is a power to the fact that it's. Communal. Is this where you crowbar psychology into the Who's going
3: to be the first the comedian to headline a mega church? That's what I wanted. to say Joel
0: Olstein. Like, yeah. Joel <laughs> Olstein <laughs> brings on Reggie Watts. Um, but also, I guess there's something to like, wow, we're all in this together, and we're yeah. like, I mean, like but, I think. Think that that's uh, that was part of did, Kevin G- Hart's G- special Gabriel, He's talking about. like, yeah. Look, you know, there's black, white. We're all laughing at. So there is maybe that in a time where we feel divided. I, I but again, I read Do, go ahead, Sean,
2: because I, I feel to,
4: like, to your point though. Um, this year we saw the. I've been to the Oddball tour, funnier or yeah, which is amphitheater size. And this year, Oddball had to cancel half of their dates because mm, yeah. of poor ticket sales. And it, and it's not that they don't have big names. They have big names, yeah, but people are just like, but there's he- there's so much. There's so many big shows. This is I'm not going to shell out 70 bucks for every yeah. single show that comes through town. But I think the problem when I can odd- go to the Comedy Cellar where we're talking right now and yeah. pay pay 15 or 20 yeah. bucks and see eight and see yeah. the same and see the same quality lineup. That but I, I, can I see think Oddball. the
1: issue with Oddball or
2: go was to Whiplash for free and see. Yeah, yeah. I think,
0: but I I know, think I'm like. Wait, got me tell
2: well, guys, talk, we're man. also very spoiled because we are here in New yeah, York City, yeah, 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 and I know yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about the Garden, but when these people do, like Schumer or whatever, and in, in Hart go on their big tours, this might be the one and only chance you get to see yeah. these people, and if they're the only people that are in your mindset because they are that big, and they've transcended the big city and come to the small town, I mean, what do you, what do, you do? And then on the Oddball order. front,
1: like, I love Oddball. I think it's a great tour. I love the idea of it. I think there was wrong... I think what Oddball suffered from this year, was the headliner? It was Sebastian Maniscalco. Kind of. It was John Oliver. kind it of. It changed a lot. It was. It yeah. did. It did. They didn't really have a full. D- and it but, wasn't Z Amy. But but right? also yeah. but also in the years past, it's been more of an alti kind of thing. And Sebastian Maniscalco, to me, doesn't really fit into that alti vibe. He's
0: not. You yeah. don't think of Sebastian.
1: No. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> 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 what of I mean people that, like, yeah. no, <laughs> I mean that is like fight, fight, fight. No. what I people that is like, Sebastian Maniscalco is like where you would take like he worked your, out your, your, show your Margo mom or your aunt to go see. Hey, this guy's really fun. He'll make you laugh because you understand family jokes and yeah. you're Italian or whatever it is I don't think that's the crowd that goes the oddball I, I will say he
2: got the best response at the oddball show. I went to this year. Sebastian did and Bridget Everett. Those were the two Winners that's so by far. That's a real and this is the same genre. crowd that walked out on John Oliver when he came out on stage Because once he started <laughs> talking political uh, You yeah. know his commentary it you literally uh, <laughs> however many tw- how many people are supposed to be there twenty thousand let's say ten yeah, thousand some of them like
1: ten to 15 huh. 20 and
2: then he joked about how like you know getting out was going to be easier there's going to be less traffic I don't great. think it's
3: possible <laughs> for anyone to see Bridget Everett and not enjoy oh yeah right. first <laughs> time I saw Bridget Everett I'm like what I the agree. you're this just is the blown away <laughs> and like it's
1: so it's just body crazy and you're like what the yeah, fuck's going on and she's you don't know super what it is. fun man. Like, I remember seeing that with some coworkers and like their mouths were just like I don't they couldn't process it fast enough as it was coming to them
2: all right guys we. We only have about 10 minutes left, so uh, I want to go around the room and maybe each of us bring up something that, that obviously we only talked about a few things here. And we could do this forever, but bring up something that was very important to you in, in your year of comedy, whether it be through your coverage or just sure. something you saw or something you think might be a lead into what's going to happen in, in sure. twenty seventeen. I mean, the,
0: the only thing we haven't talked about, and Sean and I talked about a little bit before, is that this is a uh, there's so many stand up specials this yeah. year. Yeah, there was arguably maybe a hundred filmed specials, easily hour long specials, easily. Which is how many were there ten years ago? Twelve, <laughs> if that? Eight. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah, it's a lot, and that completely changes the nature of how these things are looked at and how they're talked about. I've heard it hurts people's touring sales because like it, it's completely changed what it means to have an hour of comedy and how, how But like, still, some were great, like really, really great. But also, um, you know, it it made it so the comedy that I like, which is the comedy I lean to like anyway, was a comedy that felt very specific and very different. So it's like. I think Bo Burnham is not the greatest joke writer in, in America but, but special. special was weird it's, as hell. It was, my, it was one, my number one special It was one of the, one year, of the best specials of, happy, of the year cuz it, it was so weird,
2: quirky because it was
0: different Yeah. where it's like I, I like yep. the, exa- the so I did a list of 10 and so Bo was was 10 and 11 was probably I didn't do 11 was probably Big J's special. Yeah. But it's hard because like there's so many specials of guys telling jokes <laughs> that I was which is weird to say but it's like yeah. when yeah. there's 90 and this is not to begrudge any of these people, because I think Big J is a ter- terrific joke writer. I just found myself being like, "Oh, it's cool that like this one had this, you know, Reggie Watts had that weird sitcom in the f- middle, yeah, yeah. or right. Laura yeah, Kilmartins, which actually comes down in a couple weeks, was just this, this very specific thing about jokes about her dad, mm-hmm. that I it, it made it so it completely skews. I think how is you the you special look at
1: them. special anymore is what I guess what you're asking. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no, but I think. <laughs> You know, like, look, my favorite mm-hmm. of the year was Kyle Kinane, and Kyle put out yeah, one last year. I love year, Kyle, so but might... Kyle could generate yeah. new material, and now it, it as I think, is like in the list I wrote. It's like it doesn't feel like a special anymore. It's a check-in. You're like, oh, okay. this is what, this is what a stand-up is doing now. Cool. I'm so happy. It's a right. Podcast and or a yeah, it's special. basically like a you know for the people that don't have podcasts. I it's, mean, a, it's a it's yeah. a yearly podcast. Is
2: that a fault? Uh, just to to wrap that thought up, is that a fault of there just being so many outlets now to put out these said specials and yeah. we people can afford to produce them on their own and then hopefully sell. Well, it you also have
0: places or, like
1: Netflix are literally trying to produce like one a week. I feel
0: yeah. like so. no, it, sure. it's it is the fault of the outlets and the outlets doing what Comedy Central learned, which is they're cheap to make and they're a good way to get people in our development system. Yep, yep.
1: So it's like,
0: the Chris Rock is an extreme example. It's like, let's give Chris Rock $40 million. We have the money and now Chris Rock works with Netflix. Where we basically bought Chris Rock out of his relationship with HBO for the most amount of money you could ever make. People are getting paid $15,000 maybe for a Comedy Central special. Which that is, I mean, and obviously Chris Rock is bigger than a person on their first hour, but it's still uh, you know, I think this is the year of too many specials, but next year we'll probably have more. And then we'll see. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it
2: can only go up because <laughs> right. these people have to survive, and they're grabbing onto whoever's yeah. really, let's be honest, not ready at this point, and yeah. trying to get. Well, them you touch upon a
1: great that. point. It's they're cheap to make. It gives you that content, and if if Netflix, uh, I'll use Netflix specifically for this example if you're if you're able to produce specials very cheaply and your whole game is the content game it's and people can find your stuff yeah. on demand, all of a sudden you don't have to license as many movies, you don't have to license as many TV shows, where in the long run that'll cost you way more money than just producing something yourself.
0: And you just refer back. The, yeah. the only caveat to that is, despite the fact that there's a million specials, very few women get specials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is just like a weird thing of yeah. like, yeah. we're just like, what in this? Because CISO, CISO did a pretty good job, but Netflix yeah, had cat- 24 cat- and two of them were women.
2: Yeah. When HBO <laughs> announced their new lineup and then Netflix, here's the next batch. There were zero women. And, and I brought that up in the office yeah, yeah. and, and it was the first thing I said, as soon as I got my hands on the announcement, I was like, the fuck man, there's no women again, <laughs> again, yeah. like it's just so anyway Kyle I don't want <laughs> to it's wanna, a bummer yeah I don't want to
0: head it, into oh 90s. is it my
3: turn now uh, <laughs> you don't have to talk
0: about that Matt Segue. Talk about me.
3: Um, no I mean obviously that's something I think about a lot and um, you know I, Obviously, I agree with Jesse. Like, the special is more like the check in. It's hard to, you know, like, it sucks that, like, I think the decisions that are being made are, oh, well, yeah, like, she's funny, but, like, an hour funny, you know, like, that sucks. Funny for
1: a girl. Um,
3: but I will say, and I don't, I'm trying to, like, think of all the examples to back this up, but I feel like since that has become part of the conversation, since, like, I don't know, bridesmaids, 2011, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) that like, even though less, there are, you know, slowly more women are becoming recognized, maybe not getting specials, but also I feel like I see differences in the men that are getting more famous. It's a lot less of the straight, like kind of aggro, macho point of view, which the dude, the bro dude, the Dane Cooks of the you know, that kind of thing or the Dane Cooks of now. Um, but like the yeah, benefit of
0: women in comedy is just two more sensitive like, men in comedy.
3: like, <laughs> illiter- no, I'm serious. Like, think about, I'm just thinking of like, um, like, uh, these are not specials but just comedians from this year like uh, Joel Kim Booster or mm. Joe Parra or, sure um I love you know uh mateo or like you know just like people who are a little like maybe oh, there's yeah, a quirk the H- or there's julio a torres's edge. rise yeah. who's yeah. like the yeah. most sensitive yeah. Comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i feel like if you are awesome, that kind yeah. of more old school like whatever middle-aged white guy comic maybe that's you know people are i don't know if that's like now still the norm even though it is still a huge part of it I feel like more voices are coming up and, and I think for a but it's still pretty white
0: arguably like Ali Wong, <laughs> Ali Wong's special is probably the most super, buzz, about of super
1: yeah. buzzed yeah. about special mm-hmm. this year super buzzed which is great. Yeah, so great
3: she only had to do it like eight months pregnant <laughs> for people yeah. to notice yeah,
1: but that was her gag that was, was her shtick was <laughs> that's <laughs> a great question to ask though Like, would she have gotten as much notoriety had she not been pregnant when she did the special
3: I mean I thought it was it was one of my favorite specials but I agree I don't think
1: it was it's a great special but the material wasn't like dressed like, oh up my as God. her for yeah. Halloween.
0: That's, that's a level, yeah. you know, it, it made up. it, I mean, that. Yeah. I, it, I wrote about it partly because it, it makes it a little bit more of a story, but like, yeah. you know, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's also made it more of an interesting thing to watch. I mean, And
2: hey, like, if it gets you in the door, fine, yeah. but, yeah. Whatever. It, yeah. you she's know, she's now, now doing theaters now because, because
1: of for, she's got some great tours lined yeah. up. And it's hard enough th- to break
2: through. So Carla, would you say specials is like your, the 2016, like, you know, biggest discussion point of comedy or do you think there's something we didn't mention yet?
3: Let's see. I don't know. We can go to Sean first. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Sean. I so I was prepared to talk about the women stuff. So we can okay.
2: So on. what haven't we talked about, Sean? Uh, we'll see. To well, this year.
4: as the comicscomic. <laughs> com, I'm obviously a, a big sucker. Over under. Gotta first plug,
2: to plug with Sean. We the all guessed right. <laughs> we all guessed right. Came, <laughs> late. I'm, I'm, obviously, Came late I'm
4: obviously a sucker for meta and deconstruction. Sure. Sure. So Love I think uh, you know, the movie that really struck the Deepest chord with me was "Don't Think Twice" by Mike oh. Oh. Yeah, we didn't about talk the talk improv about world in uh, Saturday Night Live and all of that. And, sure. um, and then on stage, uh, I, I I purposely lowered my expectations for this, but I have to say, "Oh hello" oh on Broadway God. was yes. the funniest thing I've seen all year. Yeah, it's great. And I didn't want to have to say that. I I want to be like, <laughs> "Oh, what's this goofy thing?" And then I couldn't stop laughing the entire time. Did everyone see it?
3: Yeah,
0: I, I, I not, saw it as well. I have I not seen it three times.
3: When I saw it first in Montreal, and it was so weird watching it with all like mostly Canadian people, right. with All these like Upper West Side jokes. Yeah. And then when right. I saw it on Broadway, I was like, all right, this is the right audience. Yeah,
0: I saw it. I saw it when they did it off Broadway, and I was like, oh my god, like how did this is it? This is the the for funny, funny, like really. Capital, F funny, like hard jokes. Yeah. And then they just keep on doing. It. It's like a Marx Brothers, like road show that they just kept on working on. It is so good. Yeah, I thought it was just an improvised goof, but it's so heavily scripted. But yeah. and but still enough so you can get Kroll to like right. go sideways. Essentially, yeah. they script a bunch, but then leave a space where it's like insert okay. insert <laughs> like Kroll uh, about up. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that that show hit me uh, hit home literally. They named the my intersection that mm-hmm. I live on in oh, the Upper well. West Side, and my wife and I just a chair, like oh shit <laughs> like this is so spot on yeah. but but those two are just geniuses they did re- a really great job and they're getting rewarded for it I think too which is which is really nice mm. um, I'm glad you brought up those two things because we didn't even touch on those yeah, and, and don't don't think don't twice, think twice think getting it. recognized too which is I was
3: going to say and then also there was uh, was the Del, uh, Thank You Dell this year or last year the UCB uh, mm-hmm. uh,
1: uh, it came uh, out this year yeah it came I out, out this year like yeah. a release yeah. this I want to say it premiered like January it premiered at South by
4: Southwest
2: right in, in March I thought that was excellent
4: too now this uh, this month available on uh, VOD and which is different I than I got the, the CISO, email which is different yeah. than I got, the CISO release Right it, it yeah. had been on CISO earlier in the year Right but now it's available on demand
2: Yeah so check it out on demand and yeah it's it's different there's more footage and uh, a couple different things That's a documentary that's about
4: the Dell Close
1: Marathon,
2: marathon sure the UCB Theater Holds And what about you Matt? anything that
1: stick out I mean, for you, you that, that, that we didn't in my talk head? about uh, one being popular comedy tours or comedy shows becoming TV shows roast battle mm-hmm. what's your fucking deal uh, what else happened? God goddamn, goddamn Comedy, Comedy Jam. jam. Mm-hmm. Those all kind of made that jump to to uh, television. I thought that was actually really interesting because those were very much buzzed about for a long period of time. Then all of a sudden they're on TV. I thought it was a very interesting jump that those made. Um, and the other one was like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I mean.
3: Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it's kind <laughs> of like they discovered the last like untouched part of the comedy scene and they're like hey wait there's this built in audience everyone loves it they come every week people go to Night Train yeah Yeah. let's let's go ahead and film that and then next time you try to go it's like oh it's sold out because it's always like yeah
1: yeah Stick or Treat I think it was another one too Night Train all Mm those yeah all those made the jump to like TV or streaming VOD I thought that was very interesting because like it was like because we would buzz about Roast Battle I feel like I feel like we've been talking about Roast Battle for four years, but it, it hasn't been that long. But mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's on TV, and there's actually a tournament about it, and they're bringing back a season two in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it was very, very interesting. The other one was like a lot of like deaths that sucked this year. <laughs> like, no, but they did. Yeah. Like, Fine. You know, Gary Vine. Well, Vine, yeah, Vine, the death died. of Vine. He I mean, died. I can't believe. No, <laughs> well, like, well, Gary well, well, Burns, yeah. like Gary yeah. Shandling. Gary died. Like I, that was a total bummer. Gene Wilder's death was a total bummer too. Like some, some of those. Mel Allen Thick, this. man, what you mentioned. Kevin uh, Meaney full circle. Kevin yep, Meaney dying. Like, I mean, I just like there were some really big guys oh, I miss just, just kind of passed this year too. Like oh, Gene Wilder really messed me up. I was like I was like oh wow. I haven't thought about Gene Wilder in a long time. But like the death of Gene Wilder, was like. I just, it felt good knowing a guy like that existed in the world, and now he doesn't, you know? So, I mean, 2016 in general for deaths kind of sucked, but.
4: We are glad about Vine dying, though, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like Vine died in 2014. It just took them this long to realize I it. will say this. <laughs> Bo Burnham had a
2: Vine where <laughs> he, yeah, he, had a called, vine. he had a great time. He had a great time. It was called Other People in the Inception Hallway. Have you guys ever <laughs> seen this? And it's him just trying to get into his room while, like, the room's flipping around. And it's just. Bo Burnham was good on vine. So so vine. So good
1: on So good.
2: <laughs> like if that's, really, all an oh, Vi- that's all I ever saw, really that's all I ever see. It's so good. All right, well, thank you guys uh, as always for, for for joining us for another roundtable. Man, love doing this. And uh, what's really fun about it is we all kind of co- cover comedy in a different way. And we and even though we do attack the same things, there are things that uh, either we can't get to it, the other person does, or or you happen to be in the room when something goes down, and it's it's nice to be able to share all that comedy news with with everybody that's sitting here. So thank you guys and congratulations on successes too. You got a new right. podcast. Cast Coming your way You're over at True now Comicscomic.com
4: Yeah I'm uh, also doing a, a Criticism and columns For Decider yeah, That's yeah,
3: right. Yeah. You're Decider. doing a lot of work yeah. For Decider
2: these yeah. days it's it's Very great. cool And so Kala How can everyone Follow you on the socials
3: uh, On Twitter At Kala McGlynn that's a good start
2: okay start there Jesse David Fox
0: at Jesse David Fox
2: are you still the only one ver- well the laugh button's verified now yeah we're now verified <laughs> we're now yeah. verified
1: I know we weren't last no, no, time Kyle was verified I've been too. verified for and, years and Kotla's been verified
2: like, <laughs> Sean dude gotta get you in. now, the-
0: now not verified <laughs> yeah, yeah am I
1: and uh, dude, so, thanks for appealing follow to my roguish at, nature
0: <laughs> yeah at Jesse David Fox cool uh, yeah
1: and you're at the comics. At the comic. comics, comic. Yeah. cool. You can find me at I am Klein Schmidt. I'm on Vine at I am oh. Klein Schmidt. I've, I've 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 never vined. I yeah. should start.
2: I don't know if I have or not. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. I'm at Mark says Hi, and that's gonna do it for this episode of the Laugh Button Podcast. Uh, thank you everyone for listening throughout the year. Excited to do this again. On a personal note, we just hit uh, episode 100. We're very stoked about yeah. that. It's a cool little milestone, and uh, we're looking forward to the next 100.